Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. I want to start this morning in Romans chapter 8. I'll be getting the scripture for the last few days. Just kind of stirring in me and... I want to share a little bit about being led by, not being led by the Spirit, but well, let, me, let me read the scripture first. In Romans 8, verse 14, it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That scripture has been kind of stirring in me for the last few days. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I, and I keep sensing... I don't know how to say it. I, I sensing an urgency, and I feel like that's kind of a funny word to uh, associate with this scripture, what, what's urgent. But I feel uh, in my heart, I feel like there's an urgency uh, for all of the people in the body of Christ to become very familiar with the voice of the Spirit so that we can be led by His Spirit. Because of days, because of circumstances, because of things that probably are, I'm guessing, but things are coming on the earth. And it's going to be crucial that we can hear the voice of the Spirit so that we're not wrapped up in, in, in the world, but we're wrapped up in God and what He says and His ways. The Spirit of God has been given us to lead us, the Bible says, and guide us into all the truth, and not just scriptural truth, but the truth for our lives. When we, to help us make decisions and correct and correct decisions in our lives, so so we're not we're, so we're where God wants us to be, doing what God wants us to do. Being, I guess, you might say, being more Holy Spirit conscious as we live our life, as we go through uh, the day, day by day, being aware that He's with us, that He never leaves us or forsakes us. He's always there, and we know His voice. God wants us to know his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Well, the spirit of God is the, is the, voice, of the, is the voice of the Lord. And the spirit of God will lead us and guide us into all the truth. The doctrine of the, so I just want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit this morning. Then we're going to receive communion and we're going to go home happy. Hallelujah. You know, the, the doctrine of the Godhead uh, is an enigma to, to natural man. God is one. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, <coughs> it says, hear o, hear, o Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. It's the, it's the foundational prayer of the Jewish religion. It's called the Shema. It's probably the first prayer that every, that every little Jewish person, every little Jewish boy and girl learns is that scripture. It's, the, it's like the, the foundational belief in there. But God is one, and yet the Bible says that he's three. He's Father, he's Son, and he's Holy Spirit. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and yet there's only one God. It's like, how can that be? I don't know. It's not up to me to understand it. It's just up to me to believe it. That's what the Bible teaches us. 
In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the word for God there is, is plural. It's, it's Elohim. You know, remember when Jesus was on the cross, he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Eloi is the singular. Elohim is the plural. And in, in, we, see the, we see the plurality, you might say, of God in, in the very first scripture in the Bible where it says, in the beginning, Elohim, the, plural, the plurality of God created the heavens and the earth. Remember later on in that chapter in, in verse, around verse 26, when God said, let us create, let us create man in our image. Remember? It's a plural. Now, there's some people like Jehovah's Witnesses, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna say, well, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. It's, and that's true. It's not the word Trinity. We call you, we use that term, but it's not in the Bible. But the Bible does teach, teach a triunity of God. That God is triune. He's Father, He's Son, and He's Holy Spirit. The Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not, he's not just a, a presence or a sensing of the presence of God. He is a person. He's a person in the Scriptures. And I notice, you know, when you read your Bible, sometimes you, you, you don't see things a certain way, but I've just become very aware of all the scriptures in the Bible where Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, he said, he, when he comes, God will say, when he comes, he will lead you, he will guide you. He, it's always he. he, always refers to him as he, he's a person. And that person's been given to us to lead us and guide us in our lives and here on the earth. Although all members, of all, all three in the Godhead are equal, there's order and there is submission in the Godhead. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in the scripture where Jesus is talking about the resurrection, he says, the last enemy that will, be, that will be abolished is death. For he, the Father God, has put all things under his, Jesus' feet. For God is, the Father God will put all things in, under Jesus' feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it is evident that he, the Father, is accepted who put all things in subjection to him, Jesus. So when it says all things are going to be subjected to Jesus, somebody in their mind is going to say, well, then that means the Father. So, no, so he has to, Paul, Paul has to straighten him out and say, no, that means the Father God is accepted. All things except the Father would be subjected to him. When all things are subjected to him, Jesus, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected all things to him so that God may be all in all. Is that, is that clear as mud? I mean, it's, it's, it's in the Bible. It's, you, this is proper, what you might say, proper doctrine. Understanding that all things are going to be subjected to Jesus, and then Jesus will take himself and all the things that have been subjected to him and subject that to the Father, that the Father God in the end may be all in all. And that's the plan and purpose for all of eternity. In John 16 and verse 13 and 14, it says, He, the Spirit, the Spirit of God will not speak on his own initiative, but he will take of mine, Jesus said, and disclose it to you. So again, submission. He does, the Spirit of God does, doesn't speak on his own. He speaks what's been given to him. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's also called the Spirit of the Lord or the Spirit of, of God or the Spirit of Christ. And he's not just a figurative representative, he's an actual person. He's part of the, of the Godhead. And this, this is what my Bible dictionary says. The Holy Spirit is of the same substance 
and equal in power and glory with the Father and the Son. He nevertheless is subordinate to both the Father and the Son as he proceeds from them and is sent by them and they operate through him. Let me read that again. Yeah, it's, 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 I know it's a little strong, but here we go. The Holy Spirit is of the same substance and equal in power and glory with the Father and the Son. So he's truly God. He is nevertheless subordinate to both the Father and the Son. As he proceeds from them, is sent by them, and operates through them. See, remember in Acts chapter 10, when Peter was at, the, at Cornelius' house, and he says, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit in power. So God anointed Jesus with what? With the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the, is the anointing. It's the power of God, the presence of God, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, who God was with him. Doing good out through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit that was resident in him. The, Holy, the Spirit is the manifested presence and power of God on the earth. He regenerates, he sanctifies, he instructs, he comforts believers, he empowers, he reveals, he guides. And it, to me, I, I don't know, this is doing something. It's like, this is the Spirit of God that's in me. This, all this, it's, it's, it's in me. I have the Spirit of God, I have this Spirit in me. And I want to become. I just want to become more aware of, of of His presence in my life, and depend more upon Him, call upon Him, draw from from the wisdom and the strength that He gives me. And we are warned not to sin against Him, not to resist Him, not to grieve Him, and not to quench Him. So the Bible says that all sin will be forgiven man except what? Except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. We, if if anyone blasphemes the Holy Spirit, it's never to be forgiven. If you're born again. If you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says in verse, listen, in verse 12, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. We have received not the Spirit. We haven't received the Spirit. We received the Spirit who is from God so that we might know all things freely given to us by God. How? By the Spirit. The Spirit of God will reveal them to us. We are, are we aware of that? Are we, con are we conscious of his presence with us wherever we go? Yeah, I feel, I feel you know, I'll be honest with you. I feel, a lot, I feel guilty when I read that because I feel like so many days, I, I spend time praying, I, you know, I read my Bible, I pray, but then it's kind of like I almost forget that he, it's like I leave him in my prayer closet when I, leave, when I walk out. I, I'm not conscious. I'm not walking around with the awareness that the Spirit of God is with me all the time, ready to lead me and guide me into all the truth of my life. In John 14, in John 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. And the word another means another just like, just the same. So he's giving you another helper, but the other helper is just like me. I'll give you, and he, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. And then later on in, in that same chapter, in verse chapter 14, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. 
It's the Holy Spirit. If we draw upon him, he'll, he'll lead us. He'll teach us. And then in chapter 16, a couple chapters later, Jesus again is talking about the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 7, But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I, but if I go, I will send him to you. And then a few verses later in verse 13, it says, But he, the Spirit of truth, when he comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. I tell you, the Holy Spirit, how many times have I missed? How many times have I made wrong decisions in my life? Because I went by what I saw instead of what the Spirit said. I was led by circumstances. I was led by emotions instead of by the Holy Spirit. I want to cultivate. I want to cultivate his presence in my life so that I'm, I'm not led by emotions. I'm not led by circumstances, but I'm led by what he says, by his leading and his guiding for me. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he's, he's the distributor of gifts, and he's the one who empowers the gifts, causes them to operate in our lives. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23, he, he, he develops fruit, the character of Christ that's, that's being developed in us it's called the fruit of the, it's the Holy Spirit developing the character of Christ in us, making us more like Jesus day by day. In Jesus' own life, in his own ministry, he, he did nothing. He, he didn't minister to anybody, he didn't preach one message until the Holy Spirit came upon him. In John chapter 1, it's like John the Baptist said, I've seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. Jesus' Jesus' whole life revolved around being led by the Spirit. And it was prophesied of him in Isaiah chapter 11. Prophesied that the Spirit would be on him in Isaiah chapter 11. In In Isaiah 11 and verse 1, it says, Then a shoot will spring forth from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and strength, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. This is, that's the, whole, the Holy Spirit that's all wrapped up in the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and strength, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will, he, will, he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. That's, that's, that's what's being led by the Spirit. Not, 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 not going by what you see, not going by what you hear, but being led by the Spirit on all things. And that's what I want for me, and that's what I want for all of us. Because only then will we really be successful in the things of God. Jesus himself testified about the Spirit being on him. Remember in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, when they gave him the scriptures he read in the synagogue, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to open blind eyes, to bring the acceptable, I'm not quoting it right, but, but the, Jesus himself said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me 
The anointing that's on your life, the anointing that's on my life is from the Spirit of God. In Luke chapter 5, in Luke chapter 1, he was the power that overshadowed Mary and caused the birth, caused the, um, the immaculate conception to take place in her womb. Remember what it said in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18? It says, and she was found to be with child why? by the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 1, he was the spirit that was moving and brooding over the surface of the waters. In Exodus chapter, this is kind of a, a, a different scripture, but in Exodus, I want to read this. Exodus chapter, uh, in Exodus chapter 31. Let me, let me find that scripture. I was flipping one page at a time here. Oh, yeah. Now, listen. It says, now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, this one they're built, this one the children, they were getting ready to build the tabernacle. And they had all these things to prepare. They had the, the curtains and all the, the furnishings, everything. It says, now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, see, I have called Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanships to make artistic designs for works in gold, in silver, and in bronze, in the cutting of stones and settings, in the carving of wood, that he may work all kinds of craftsmanship. So God, God, you know, God, can, God can put an ability in us. I, you know, <laughs> that's why I read. That's why I read that because God did it. I mean, here's a, God just went boop like this, and all of a sudden, this guy could do it. I could do. I could do all these carvings, all these engravings, all all these wonderful, masterful things. Whatever it is God called you to do, He'll He'll give you the ability to do it. <coughs> you know, we some people say, "Well, I can't do that," but if God's called you to do it, you can. Just step out. He'll, he'll give you the, he'll, the Holy Spirit in you will anoint you. He'll give you the power to do it, the wisdom to do it. It's amazing. I mean, and this, this spirit, it's, he's in me. I mean, pray, I praise God for that. I'm just getting more excited about it, I guess, than I need, than, uh, than I've been in the past. In John 14, in John chapter 4, he's a well of water springing up to eternal life. In John chapter 7, he's rivers of living water flowing out of our innermost being. He's with us everywhere we go. He will enable us to overcome life's difficulties and trials. He'll give us wisdom for every decision. He'll give us strength to endure and go on. He'll develop in us the character of Christ. He'll reveal to us changes in our own life that need to be made. He can flow through us in power. He can give us counsel for others and help you share the good news. In Matthew chapter 10, In Matthew chapter 10, oh, I must have written that. Well, I don't see. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I must have wrote the wrong scripture, but. I'm looking for the scripture that says that you're going to be brought before kings and governors and when for, for testimony 
And when you are, don't worry about what you're going to say. It says the Spirit of God will give you the words. So even when God opens, even when God opens the door for us to share the good news, just you know, it's not up to me to, to do. It's a, if I if I'll look inside and say, God help me, because He knows exactly what that person needs to hear, or not hear, and He'll help you share the words. He'll give you the words to speak to touch somebody's heart. In Romans chapter 8, he helps us to pray when we don't know how to pray. You know, he, he helps us to pray beyond ourselves. He gives us the ability to pray in tongues, to pray beyond ourselves. It's the same spirit. I mean, it's like, it's like an all-encompassing thing. I'm starting to see the, uh, the scope of his, of his living, what it means for him to be in me. In John chapter 16 and verse 8, he convicts the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And he convicts us of sin when we miss it. You know, it's amazing. When, when we came here today, we didn't come alone. When you leave here today, you're not going to leave alone. You're going to have the Holy Spirit with you. So that's, I just wanted to share that. I, I'm, starting to, I'm starting just to get a, a greater revelation of the, of the scope of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God that resides in me, his, his, uh, his potential for, 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 that I need to tap into. His wisdom, his strength, his power, his anointing. Everything, he's everything I'll ever need. And he's everything we'll ever need. So I just want to encourage us today. Those who are being led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. And I want to read one other scripture in Hebrews chapter 5. I can find that real quick. In Hebrews chapter 5. The writer of Hebrews is talking about this man in the Old Testament named Melchizedek. He says, concerning him we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. So this, it's kind of a rebuke here in this. He's rebuking the people that he's writing to a little bit. He says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you've come to need milk and not solid food. So he's saying you should you should be you should be further along than you are, you're you're, you're not you're not progressing like you should. You're still you're still you're still infants. You're still babes, and you should you should have grown up by now. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But listen, but solid food is for the mature, who by reason of use or by because of practice, they have their senses trained to discern good and evil. And that's what God wants. God wants us to be sensitive to the Spirit of God so we can discern what's good and what's not, what's, what's of God and what's not of God. So I just want to encourage you. Call upon the Spirit. Talk to the Spirit. To the Holy Spirit, you reside within me. I thank you that you give me wisdom. I thank you that you help me to pray. I thank you that you're everything I need in my life. I, I, I call upon you. I depend upon you. And I thank you for giving me everything that I need in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Father, I just thank you for the Holy Spirit. That you've not left us alone. You've not left us comfortless. That you've given us of your very own of your very own substance. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Living God, the Spirit who is God, residing in every one of us, leading us and guiding us in our lives, so that we can become the people that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.